What's up, y'all? Welcome into the Dual Threat. I am your host, Philip Jordan, from Last World College Football, 96.9 The Legend in Dothan, Alabama. Thank you for checking out the show and making it a part of your day. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast platforms. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. You can always email me at sportstalkphiljordan at gmail.com. Now, let's get into today's conversation. Everybody joining me as we're continuing previewing the divisions in the National Football League. We're at the AFC South, and uh, there's one guy I thought of when it comes to the AFC South, and that is Alan Bell for CBS Sports Line. Uh, Alan, I do appreciate you taking time to come on the show today. Oh, of course, man. Appreciate you having me on, buddy. Oh yeah, as I said, I, I, I said hey, when I got to AFC South, I said I got to get a, I got to get Alan. He's right there in Nashville where the Titans are at. You know, he knows this league anyways from top to bottom. You know, he's my guy, one of my guys when it comes to NFL. So, and, and this is an interesting division when you look at it from top to bottom too. It's going to be a lot of fun with AFC South, I think. Yeah, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun this year, and it's going to be a lot of fun moving forward. Like I, I think that you've got a lot of change that's going on. Uh, you know, some that could be good in Jacksonville. Some in Houston that could be a little wild, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's a division that, you know, in like the popularity of like across the NFL, like you think the NFC East or the, you know, it, it, it doesn't get that much pub nationally, but it's always a fun race every single year. Yeah. They don't get quite as many Sunday night games as the NFC East does, <laughs> you know, you know, on, you know, on occasion. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, you know, and, and rightly so, like nothing like the, the NFC East is the NFC East. Like you yeah. have bona fide brands that have been around the NFL for so long. Like I, I certainly understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, that the AFC South should be, you know, hammering in, you know, on everything, but it's a better division than, than it gets credit for, you know? Yeah, it is. And, you know, talking about, you know, leading with the Texans. I mean, they were four and 12 last year. Of course, Deshaun Watson stuff over the summer, uh, Bill O'Brien no longer there as the head coach, but you, you know, you look at Deshaun Watson's numbers from last year and, I'm just like, wow. I mean, those are MVP numbers. I mean, this team is in rebuild mode. I mean, of course, I'm just going to throw out it's Deshaun Watson as the quarterback day one. You know, I know there's still questions around, you know, his status. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, what What are your thoughts on the Texans going into this year? Well, I mean, Deshaun Watson, he'll, he'll never play for that team again. And, you know, it even before all the legal situation was going on, you remember. Yeah. He was blasting the organization like he wanted out. Right. So even if all this legal stuff wraps up, which it's not going to anytime soon, remember the court systems do not work fast. Right. Mm -hmm. So even beyond that, he's not coming back. Like, I mean, he's already made his voice like, no. Right. So, I mean, that's a whole other, like, that's a whole other podcast, like Deshaun. Yeah. Right so, you know, we'll move on from that. But, yeah, I mean, the Texans, you said rebuild mode, and that's correct. And I, I was trying to think of a word that was even more strong than rebuild because it's like start over mode, right? Yeah. Like, it's like them almost being an expansion team. Once again, like it's not at that level, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like their quarterback is gone. Their stars are gone. Like everyone that you knew about this team is gone. They've been traded. They've been, you know, whatever. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, there's, there's a good chance that they're the worst team in the league. And it, I hate it for them because I, 
I hate it for the brand new head coach because this guy has worked forever in the NFL to get this opportunity. And it is arguably the worst opportunity that anyone could have. I mean, you, you just don't have much of a shot. You know what I mean? So it's going to be tough for him. Um, it's not going to be a pretty year in Houston. Yeah, David Culley, you got to feel bad for him. You know, like I said, you know, what, 65 years old? You think, okay, I get hired by the Texans. I have Deshaun Watson. I have a franchise quarterback. Yes, we got to rebuild things around him. But, you know, that's a, that is a great building block when you've got that quarterback and then – he wants out the legal stuff. J.J. Watt is gone, like you said. You know, all these players we've known, I mean, uh, I mean, they, it's just a bad situation for him. I feel bad for him, really. I mean, he finally gets a shot, then this happens. Yeah, it's tough, man. Um, it, it's really, really tough. But, you know, um, he'll make the most of it. And, you know, I, we'll see. I, I mean, you know, it, you, you could turn teams around. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL, you know, that old saying, like, not for long. You know, it, it always, you know, talks about the, the negative portion, you know, of, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're doing great now. Well, you know, not for long, like things can change. Well, it goes the opposite way too, man. Like, you know, you, you, you can rebuild a team a lot quicker these days than it used to take. So yeah. you make a lot of good decisions. Um, and uh, I still question, you know, I still question people above him, too. Like, their front office, I, I've got a lot of questions about the same as I do on the field. So, you know, not to harp on that too terribly much, but he's he has his work absolutely cut out for him. Yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, the life in the NFL, and I know they'll be bringing in Tyrod Taylor. I mean, they, I mean obviously, they kind of, you know, like you said, did things if a quarterback be there, at least you're getting a guy with some some experience there with them and a good but, guy too like yeah, he, he, yeah like it, that, that, that's a good guy that, uh, that's a good cornerstone guy to have. you know you move on to indianapolis colts of course this team last year philip rivers i mean i guess they're fine i guess the good thing with them they went 11-5 last year you know lost buffalo in the you know in the playoffs but at least now they i guess they're hoping carson wentz can kind of end the carousel they've had their quarterback here lately you know and you look at frank Wright's the head coach of course <laughs> Carson Wentz, some of his best years in Philadelphia was with Frank Wright. So I guess I just want to lead off with him when we kind of start the quarterback again. Do you think Frank Wright can fix what happened to Carson Wentz? Um, you know, let, let's let's define the word fix, right? Like, I, I think this is a top three question in the NFL this year is what do we get out of Carson Wentz? Because let's look at what he has. He has – Arguably the most stable franchise in the NFL. Chris Ballard is a tremendous GM. Frank Wright is a heck of a head coach. He's going, Wentz is going into an offense that he knows from Philly. You've got an outstanding team offensively. You've got an outstanding team defensively. They're young and in a good way young. Uh, like th- this team is good. Like this team is as, you know, structurally sound as you can get. So when we say the word fix, like Carson doesn't have to do a ton, but he can't screw it up. Yeah. Right? Like he, he, he can't go Jameis Winston, you know, uh, of just mistakes and intercept. Like I, I think that the Colts can succeed if they can simplify what Carson Wentz needs to do, which Frank Wright can absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Um, cut down mistakes and give the kid a chance to have some confidence again. I, I think that that's a big part of it. If they can do that, Colts can be as good as they want to be. Hey, look, the Colts have something the Eagles didn't have. That's a good offensive line. 
And yeah. he got sacked 50 times in 12 games last year. I mean, that's going to mess up any quarterback's confidence it, and thought process. It was horrible. Like, and that's why – now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I was negative on Carson Wentz on a lot of things that he did. Uh, a lot of it was on him. But a lot of it was on the Eagles as well. Like, there's a reason why Wentz is gone. A head coach who has a statue out front of the stadium is gone, right? Like, there were all kinds of issues. So, it's like, it's not all on Wentz, you know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that that is what Frank Reich's biggest job is going to be this year, is how do we simplify it for Carson? How do we let him get his feet wet? And he's going to be thrown to the fire, and he understands that. This is the NFL – and a team that is going to compete for a division, compete for playoffs, uh, compete for a Super Bowl, uh, you know, arguably, right? So yeah. it's not, you know, they can't – there's no time to baby him, but they they can find ways to, to maximize his talent and minimize the risk opportunity, if that makes sense. And look, I mean, this team was a few plays away. If you go back and look at that wild card game against the Bills, they were a few plays away from winning that game. I mean, you can argue yeah. – if you look back, if people can remember, they in some phase of that game outplayed Buffalo. Just they missed opportunities with hey, Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers didn't get enough credit for uh, how you know how how well he played last year. And look, I understand the arm was gone. It looked like a shot put at times. You yeah, know? It, it did. Like I'm not saying that you know the guy was the MVP, but um, you know he went into an offense that he understood, right? Mm-hmm. And Wentz has that same opportunity, um, and, and that's why you know I, I think that if they can. If they can find that right path of using Wentz just enough, but not too much, it'd be pretty good. Yeah, look, you know, Jonathan, you know, uh, Johnson Taylor, you know, rookie year last year, over a thousand yards, had a tremendous year. You got Marlon Mack there. I mean, you, you've got stuff around you to set they your stuff every, up for yeah, good stuff. They have arguably everything. I'm not saying that they're the best team in the league. I'm just yeah. saying that they have arguably everything that that you would need to compete to win a, the division. Yeah, and then when you look at on that defense side, I think they were eighth in the league last year. You got DeForest, you know, Buckner there on the uh, on the defensive front. I mean, they like I said, you got everything there on that side of the ball as well. When you have the eight ranked defense, they have a lot of guys coming back. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the things like I said. You know, we keep I know I keep repeating it with Carson Wentz, but you know, good situation. Do take care of the ball. I mean, that, I think that's the big thing. I mean, he just had some. It's not the interceptions he did throw. There were some. Bones, you know, you, you know, boneheaded interceptions. I think he threw. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, like, like it, it wasn't all on the Eagles. A lot of it was on him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there, there was a, you know, that's an honest fifty fit. It was just a disaster from every. Um, but yeah, if they can, if they can just find that that just that clear window of you know letting him, you know, uh, maximize what he can do. Yeah, maybe all right. Yeah, and you know, and you know, kind of close up. You know, we do remember this is the guy that that was. You know, if he hadn't got hurt, what 2017, the year they won the Super Bowl, and Nick Foles came in and you know won everybody over, he he was the leading candidate for MVP that year. Before he gets hurt against the Rams, game 13, he was someone we were talking about as an MVP. So you know, kind of put a bow on the Colts thing there. We know what he can be. I mean. There, there's, I think maybe not – he may not could get back to that level, but there's an in-between somewhere where he's just a really solid top 15 quarterback. Yep, and that's exactly what Frank Reich's got to find, that right there. So, uh, I, we we may hurt some feelings on this one. I, I may hurt some feelings with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I'm not going to get to he who we will talk about that is on this roster that I don't agree being on this roster <laughs> in a moment. Uh, but uh, Jacksonville, 
one of 15 last year. Obermeyer's coming in. We know what the, the conversation, the success rate of college to pro has been. And especially a guy who's never really coached, hasn't coached in the NFL. <clears throat> but, you you know, you got Trevor Lawrence, you know, everything there. I mean, this team, you know, they're rebuilding too. And, and it's kind of funny talking about 2017. It's amazing. This team just three years ago was all almost in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then, just like you said, how quickly you can go up, how quickly you can come down. We saw that with Jacksonville. W- what has been your take so far with what Urban Meyer is trying to rebuild there culture-wise and everything there in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. You know, whether someone loves or hates Urban Meyer, uh, which is fair. Yeah. Uh, the dude wins everywhere he goes. I, I mean, he's a, an unbelievable football coach. Um, uh, you know, I, the Jaguars will be better off with him, if that makes sense. This year might not be pretty at all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, he knows talent. He understands the game. He understands the team. Yes, you're right. It, it's not college. You know, you can't go out and, and get 30 five-star guys, right? Like, it, it doesn't operate that way. But, you know, I, 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 I'll give Urban Meyer the benefit of the doubt. He's earned it. Like, the guy wins. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to, you know, shoot at his feet before the guy gets started, you know, because there's a good chance he proves me wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely give Urban Meyer the benefit of the doubt. Um, it, it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take a couple of years. But, you know, having Trevor Lawrence down there and if he is who we think that he's going to be, he not only buys you time, but he speeds up time, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, 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 he can make your team a lot better than what you probably are. So at least he has that. And I mean, he can, like the guy can work around quarterbacks. He can work around offense. <clears throat> he can, he can make teams play at a higher level than maybe that they really are. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's kind of my opinion. Like other than that, we're going to have to wait and see because it's so, there's so many question marks. Yeah. You know, what does urban look like in the NFL? What does his offense look like in the NFL? What does Trent like? We, we don't know the two biggest parts of this team are the head coach and the quarterback and neither of them have been in the NFL. So, you know, it's impossible to make any projections. um, But I'll say that, you know, rookie QBs, in the NFL, um, especially number one overall picks. I think they're only like two or three that even won seven games. Right. Like I think it's like Andrew Luck, Bradford and Baker. So temper your expectations. You know, if they get to six wins, Probably all right. If I got a seven wins, that'd be an amazing season in Jacksonville. Yeah. So, you know, temper your expectations of what it's going to be. It's going to take time. But, yeah, again, you know, not to, um, you know, chew my food three or four times. Urban Meyer's a good coach, man. Like, I, I'll give him a bit of the doubt. Like, I, I, no hot takes from me. I, I, I'm kind of excited to see how it goes. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested with him. You know, he's not used to losing games. You know, of course, in NFL, you're going to lose. Uh, you know, you're going to lose games. And look, Trevor Lawrence kind of same way. I mean, thirty four and two is a, a quarter. You know, yeah. I want to see how Urban Meyer does. Maybe when the team does go through some struggles, you know, because he's not used to that. He's not used to that at the college level. How does he adjust? You know, yeah. at those moments, you know, when they are not playing well, which we pretty much, you know, you got to think that's going to happen year one in Jacksonville. Because like I said, there's a lot of things this this franchise needs to put around Trevor Lawrence to be successful. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take time. Um, but, 
you know, Urban's a smart guy as well. Yeah, he, is. he understands it. Like, I, I, the, there's nothing like internally that I'm concerned about. Like, the NFL is about talent. It's about putting talent on the field, and it takes time to do it. Um, and you know, I, I feel that he has his hands on pretty much everything that he wants with that organization. You know, kind of a de facto GM, so to say. So. You know, he'll have every opportunity to to really have every single shot that he wants, right? Like, I, I don't think that, you know, the ownership, the con are going to tell him no. Like, if Urban says, I want to do this, I think it's, yeah, we, that's what we hired you. Like, do do what you do. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it, man. It, it, it might take, you know, a couple of years. But I also ask this question, how long will he be there? And yeah. I'm not saying that. Negatively, I'm not saying it as like, you know, a hot take type thing. I, I think it's a fair question. You know, we've seen the health issues that he's gone through. And I hate that for him because <clears throat> I think it's taken away, you know, one of the, you know, most successful coaches that we've seen, you know, in the last 20 years. Right. And who knows, man, like it, that, that's my only answer is that there's so many questions, but I'm excited to watch it play out because when you have names like that, like it just makes it that much more exciting. But he does have the next great tight end in Tim Tebow. So we got to remember that. <laughs> you know, I'll say this. You know, everybody had like super hot takes about T- uh, Tebow and, you know, is he going to, you know, let's put Trevor Lawrence on the hot seat, like dumb stuff like that. Uh, I see exactly why he brought Tim in. And it makes sense to me. Um, he has a guy who, one, you know, he doesn't need Tim to play a lot, right? Like he can play Tim six snaps in a game, max. Like, but he, Tim understands everything that he's trying to do. Yeah. So you have a guy, essentially you have two, two quarterbacks on the field, right? Of, 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 you know, Tim can see exactly what Tim or what, what the Jags want to do. And he can help teach that to Trevor and everyone else of, you know, kind of the why behind what we're doing X, Y, Z, you know, in terms of plays. And then two, I mean, Tebow's not a bad guy to have in the locker room, right? Like, you know, you, when team like when Tebow gets somewhere, you you, you never hear players like hate him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. guy is certainly like polarizing in terms of his name of how popular he is, but you don't hear guys like Raga. Like he seems like a pretty good teammate. You know what I mean? So we'll see, man. So I'm uh, moving over to the Titans, and uh, the team got a little bit of a, a big uh, acquisition a few weeks ago in Julio Jones, yeah. uh, partnered with A.J. Brown at receiver, Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, what, what are your expectations coming this year when you look at that offense? I mean, they've got – I mean, on, on paper, they've got plenty of playmakers out there. Yeah, they do. Um, I, I think if you look at the Titans, the two biggest questions are going to be, one – how are you going to fix that defense? Because that yeah. second, especially third down defense, was historically one of the worst in NFL history. And two, you know, what are you doing to get to the quarterback, right? Like, it didn't work out with Jadavion Young Clowney. You've got a stud, you know, in Simmons. Um, and, you know, they, they made some, uh, you know, some pickups uh, in, in the offseason. But – I think that is number one. And then two is what does this offense look like, right? We saw obviously what Derrick Henry did last year going for 2,000 yards without his left and right tackle, by the way. Like that's how good that this guy is, you know. But I can see where you try to – I'm not going to say limit carries, 
to the guy because that's not, you know, a Mike Vrabel coach team. Like we, we're, we're going to play tough. And I say, we like, I'm speaking as him, like that, whatever the hell that they have to do to win, they're, they're going to do it. If it takes Derrick Henry having 281 carries in a game, like, Get ready, Derek. You're having 281 carries in a game, right? So, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm interested to see, you know, kind of how the ball distribution goes, how Julio fits in the offense. I think he'll he'll fit fine. Uh, as soon as he got here to Nashville, he's been a consummate professional. Um, you know, he immediately was ready to practice, ready to go, um, and, and did. And you know, it wasn't a big spectacle. He didn't have you know a ton of you know hoopla and flair going around. He just went, he went to work. Like that's who the guy is. And, and I think that he fits everything that this locker room is about. You have professionals that are in there that want to win. Derrick Henry is very similar. You don't hear much out of it. Right. But the guys, when, when your best players are your hardest workers, like you, that you're generally in a, in a really good spot. And he comes into that uh, Ryan Tannehill is the exact same way. Obviously, A.J. Brown is going to be a stud. So I'm excited to see it. The, uh, the, the other interesting part is that you look at this Titans team. They've got uh, a new defensive coordinator who was there last year, but he wasn't technically the D.C. Mike Grable was. And you have a new offensive coordinator in Todd Downing, right, because Arthur Smith yeah. now in Atlanta. So that's, uh, there's a lot of change to a team that won the division last year, has been in the playoffs the last two years. Two years ago was in the AFC Championship. So you've got – you have a lot of change that are big changes. Um, but y- you have talent at the exact right positions, at least offensively, you know, to uh, to battle that. Like, I, I don't think that you see a large change in what the Titans do. I, I think, you know, it's just how, you know, is the ball distribution, you know, between all of that. You don't have your tight ends either, right? Like, um, John Smith is in New England now. So you got Anthony Ferkser, who's, you know, who's been there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, there's some changes, but this team should be pretty good. Uh, I, I, this is a 9-10-11 win team, and them and the Colts are going to compete for the division. Yeah, that's, you know, I guess I'm going to go with next. And, you know, and it's been with, with, with Henry, he's a guy you can't limit carries because I feel like he's the guy, the more carries he gets, the better he gets. It's Agreed. not like – it's and not the other way around. He, yeah, he's like, dude, give him to me. Like, yeah. I agree. It's, it's almost like if I was a defense, I want to see him in the first and second quarter, but I do not want to see him in the fourth quarter. No, it's bad news. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people. Uh, so when you look at his division, you know, one through four, I mean, I kind of feel like I know who one and two are in three and four, you know, the, the options there. Uh, how, how do you see this division, you know, as we sit here in July, you know, with this season? Yeah, I mean, I'm here in Nashville. So, you know, uh, with my answer, I don't want anybody to think like it's, uh, <laughs> you know, home cooking or anything like that. But I think the Titans are a better team. I think they've got a better quarterback. I think they've got a better running back. Like, I think they've got, you know, uh, probably not a better head coach in terms of, I don't know, overall, like, super football, uh, you know, coaching intelligence, I guess. That's a weird thing to say. But I think Mike Vrabel for this team is the perfect coach. And he's not dumb. Like, we, we saw, you know, what he's done, you know, against Belichick using his own rules against him. Like, Vrabel's a – I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Vrabel's a brilliant guy. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that the guy's dumb by any means. Like, he's he's super brilliant. But I, I think he's the perfect coach for this team. So, I, I'm going to put the Titans first. Uh, I'll put the Colts, obviously, second. And, and we're talking, like, neck and neck, right? Like, I think yeah. these two are very similar. Uh, the Jaguars, third. Uh, and the Texans, fourth. And, honestly, like – 
the poor Texans might be the worst team in the league. <laughs> it, it could be that bad of a year just because you're, you're just starting over everywhere. Just everywhere you're just completely starting over. Yeah. Okay, real quick before I let you, you know, when we get out of here, what's a weird record you want to see with 17 games? What do you mean? What is like the weirdest sound of record? I, I like I think five and what? Five and two. Oh, you know, okay. Well. Like, okay, all right, all right, I got you. Like the weirdest number combination, because that's one thing I'm gonna have to get used to. I mean, eight and nine is gonna be bad. I hate it for anybody that goes eight and nine. Yeah. Eight and nine is gonna be weird. Um <clears throat> that would have been a Jeff Fisher record. Seven and ten is weird because seven wins in your head is not like it's not bad for a team that's trying to come up. Yeah. But you have ten losses. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's going to be it's odd. What you know? What what does ten and seven look like? Like that sounds great. That might be wild card at best. I don't know. You know, I, I, that's a good question, man. Uh, Nine and eight. Yeah, uh, one and sixteen is going to sound horrible if somebody does that. Like that's just so many losses. Um, yeah, that, I haven't I haven't heard that question. That that's a good one, dude. I, I think I think seven and ten or eight and nine, like. You win eight games, and you had a losing season. Like, it, it, it's weird, you know? That would have been Jeff Fisher if he was still kept <laughs> in the league. Yeah. So, that, that would probably have been his record. But anyways, uh, it, I'll be interested to see at the end of the year, you know, if, what just looks weird to me looking in the standings. But anyways, it, it's going to be a fun year, and this division's going to be fun, Alan, and it's a fun always having you come on the show. And if the listeners want to follow you online, listeners and viewers want to follow you online, where can they find you and all the work you're doing at CBS Sports Live? Yeah, definitely. So, you can obviously find me on Twitter, uh, at AlanBell247, um, the Early Edge podcast on Sports Line. Uh, A to Z Sports Picks on the A to Z Sports platform. You can find me all over uh, CBS Sports HQ, uh, CBSSports.com, Sportsline.com. Yeah, I think that's it. All right, yes. I mean, oh, man, you're all over the place, and I appreciate you uh, you taking the time coming on uh, on my show. It's always good to have you all. I know we've been doing uh, conversation about NFL for several years. I always appreciate you taking time and look forward to talking to you some time down the road. Hey, you too, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Dual Threat. Once again, thank you for checking out the show and making it a part of your day. Remember, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Until next time, bye-bye.